Matt, Rich. Money Matters, episode 17. Eight. 18. Man, time's flying. Like yeah. Time's flying. Time flies when you have fun. Money Matters with Matt and Rich here today. We're going to uh, jump right into it. We've got a loan processor. Processor. So it's going to be a very mortgage-friendly uh, sort of mortgage, what's going on type of episode today. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll hear from your side. I think this is great for a lot of first-time buyers, uh, buyers and sellers in general, kind of like behind the scenes, what's going on. Yeah. Uh, just touch on that. And and we've got an awesome guest that is like you want her on your side. If you can gain her friendship, like she's the one you want on your side through anything, not just mortgages, oh, yeah. like anything. Anything in life. Um, yeah, Krista is awesome. She's the best. Um, Matt, you've worked with her yep. uh, and you kind of know the process. So I'll kind of let you take some, uh, some of the heat here. Yeah. Yeah. So Krista is a processor slash does, well, wears a lot of hats mm -hmm. here at PML. Uh, she has a lot on our processing end. So we're going to really dive into what happens after you, you get under contract. And if you're lucky enough to have Krista as your processor, what exactly she's doing, how she's communicating, all that stuff. So hi, Krista. Thank you for joining. Thanks. You guys are super kind with your kind <laughs> words. I appreciate that. We try. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of talk you through what happens on my end yeah. once the loan gets submitted. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so quickly, how long have you been with us for? I forget. Was it two years? Three Over years? two years. Right. Yeah. I started like right in the middle of the pandemic and I actually worked with Rich uh, before yeah, that. You yeah. guys, you guys stole her from me, which I told her when we <laughs> first met, I said, you're going to get picked up. Like you're a savage. You do like <laughs> phenomenal work. I had, yeah. there were agents that reached out to her and said, hey, can, do you want to do more work? <laughs> do you want to do that <laughs> yeah. like for me? Like, this is awesome. You're, you're the best. Um, yeah. But no, she's uh, she's like phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Happy to have her uh, for the little bit that, uh, you know, I used you for and I appreciate your work there. And yeah, then get picked up and, and do some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. These guys are premier. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so let's start with, you know, buyer gets uh, gets the offer accepted. Everyone's happy, especially first time home buyers. They really, they always ask us, you know, what to expect from here. I kind of give them the rundown a little bit. Um, but from your perspective, right? So after I, you know, clean the file up, submit the loan, what are you, what's the first thing you're doing once you get that file? Yeah. So once uh, the LO gets the file cleaned up and has everything that they need, it actually goes to our setup team. So one thing that I've noticed about PML versus like a lot of other lenders, and that's just, um, yes, I have worked with another like mortgage company before, so I can I can Speak have the comparison. Yep. Yeah. So um, we it goes to like our setup team and what they do is they, they set it up in the system and send out initial disclosures. So the person who's sending those initial disclosures isn't necessarily going to be the person that you work with the entire time. They're mm -hmm. essentially just a setup person. And so they just get it in, get it locked, get disclosures out. And then from there, it goes to our processing team um perfect situationally yep just you know once it comes to us then we kind of take it and from there perfect yeah so it's important to note like during that step that's when your rate's locked um that's when you know everything gets finalized there um and then the disclosures is just a massive government packet that is full of 90 percent of repeating itself and <laughs> yeah. you're probably not gonna yeah. understand it anyway cya um, stuff yeah pretty yeah. much yeah. <laughs> like, i get uh, the most of yeah, the most important part of that packet, though, is probably the loan estimate, because that's where you're going to break down all the fees and yep. show like your estimated cash to close. Um, and that's usually if borrowers are looking very 
closely at that where they'll like either get wide eyed and have like, you know, this like shock or they'll just be like, okay, yeah, that looks about what my loan officer said. And, you know, that it should be, oh, that's what my loan officer said it would be about because if they're setting up the loan properly, it should all align pretty well. Right. And that's what uh, working with uh, Matt at Premier and working with him can do is is he's going to get that accuracy so that it isn't a big surprise. Right. Right, exactly. Because obviously, I've, like that's I feel like the one where I get the most questions on is that loan estimate. Just understanding the fees that are broken down in there. Um, a lot of like, I mean, this is kind of nitpicking, but like condos, like the HOA isn't in the mortgage, so they're you know, well, why is that separate? You, like, you're walking through that, uh, but that's definitely the most important one. So it's a massive packet, but we put it for or the government puts it first, so you know, mm-hmm. they have your attention for that one, and then. They just spew nonsense to you. <laughs> um, but all right. So once, you know, once you get, once it's due set up, um, you know, once the disclosures are signed, uh, what happens from there? Yeah. So then it gets sent to processing. So, um, you know, what we do when we get the file on the processing side is we order the appraisal if it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we want to do first and foremost. And then we'll, I personally, kind of just speaking from what I do, mm-hmm. I do like a very thorough audit of the file. Mm-hmm. So I review like a pre-underwrite. I know what the underwriters are looking for. Um, I'll try to get ahead of any of those. Mm-hmm. I'll reach out, introduce myself to the borrower, let them know like, hey, I'm going to be your processor. I'm going to be submitting everything to underwriting. I'll be in touch. If there's anything that I feel like we need before we submit to underwriting. So What's really important is to have like three key things in order to get the closing disclosure out. So a lot of people get really confused, like, well, loan estimate, closing disclosure, what are these things? Mm -hmm. So there is a guideline, they call it a trade guideline, not gonna get into like the legal terms, (laughs) but that closing disclosure has to go out at least three days prior to closing in order for us to close. So our goal as processing is to get that CD out as soon as possible so that there is no hang up at closing. Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanna make sure we have some type of homeowner's insurance so that they can verify that. Uh, Some type of appraised value. So our lenders, uh, most of our lenders will use just the purchase price of the P&S. So that's perfect. And then um, taxes. So what we'll do is we'll go pull the tax bill online or we have like a system that will like show the estimated taxes so that we can get that closing disclosure out initially. So I want to make sure that we have all of those things. If there's anything missing that I need from the borrower, I'll reach out at that point. Um, And then it gets submitted to underwriting. So our underwriting process is a couple days at the very most. Sometimes it's hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it just kind of depends on the type of loan, government loan, VA, FHA, conventional, um, with like the underwriters, the time of the month really, really matters Mm -hmm. with, you know, stuff like that. And just what lender, obviously. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is there's, there's a lot of moving pieces and to keep all those going, like, you know, Krista, you need to be doing your thing, Matt, you need to be doing your thing, but like something, the buyer, if there's stuff that needs to be requested from the buyer to get these things in motion, that buyer needs to jump on it so that everything can, you know, timeline wise work. Right. Um, right. You know, you, you can't take three or four days from a buyer perspective to to respond to something like that because it's it's kind of holding up. Because right. I've I mean I've seen it from some random VA lender where like closing disclosure went out like the morning we were sitting in the closing. Oh my god! We we're sitting in the closing. Well, at you nine can't close at that point where you shouldn't have been able to. Well, <laughs> we did um, things just for a little. You know, uh, 
yeah, money changed hands a little bit later, but yeah. you know, uh, I guess money changed hands on paper on a paper. little bit later. Yep. But um, yeah, so it's it's you know, it was necessarily no fault of the buyer, but um, you know, the the random you know VA lender was a little lacking, yeah. and they didn't have Krista on the team. I feel like I know what VA lender this was, but you know, <laughs> yeah. some, some national broker. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's a conversation that I especially have up front, so that way, you know, the buyers and my processing team is not set up to fail on that end in mm -hmm. terms of you know getting things. Is especially if it's a you know twenty day closing, twenty one day closing, something really really fast like that. It's yeah. right up front. Hey, you need to be on top of this because the only thing that's going to delay this is you because our team's going to be ready to go mm -hmm. um, and the lender's going to be like we're going to be ready to go um so it's just setting that expectation up front so when krista reaches out and says hey we need x y and z they understand okay i need to get it to her like now yep. not in seven days yeah yeah exactly yeah yes. yeah and oh go ahead go ahead I was to say, typically, uh, I try to reach out to the borrower as minimal as possible for needs. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, one or two touches with the borrower is like the max of my expectations for max. I don't want to get borrower burnout where I'm just like constantly going back to them being like, oh, I need this. Oh, wait, now I need this. So when I get all the documents, that's why I do a thorough review. If there's anything that sticks out. I'll address it with them right away, tell them that we may possibly need this, kind of set that expectation that, mm -hmm. hey, I've seen this before that the underwriters may want may want this. So we might possibly need it. Don't worry about getting it now, but I just want to put it in the back of your mind that it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having someone on your team, Matt, um, to just uh, kind of hit what Krista just said, that can pre- like plan those things that yeah. we might you might have to see that way it's not a playing a game of catch up like oh crap i should have you know i didn't know i didn't know they were going to look for this right having someone that's like all right you know what these couple items probably will come up if you can just get them to me now we'll be good right and if, if we don't need them we don't need them but right. like let's let's get it done right that way there's not like last minute stuff and and now buyers are like holy crap I'm supposed to close in four days but i need now i'm doing all this stuff yeah yeah or even just an understanding of you know when christy gets docs say she gets a bank statement and she sees a large deposit on it she's going to jump ahead of that and say hey we're going to need a to source where this came from. So yeah. instead of just sending this in and waiting for it, like, let's just do it now. Mm -hmm. So understanding the documents that she's getting and knowing, okay, what is this supposed to look like? Does it look like that? And then if not, what do we need outside? So we're not going back and forth with underwriting six, seven, eight times. And like she said, the borrower just gets burnt out and they're like, they don't want to hear from us anymore. Their experience isn't great. And obviously it doesn't reflect well on anyone. Well, and like, that's the thing. Like that, that's why Chris is a savage and you're great, Matt, because like you're proactive. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like just a little proactivity. Mm -hmm. Get right. ahead of it and be done with it. Right. But right. you have to be. And that, I mean, that's what sets aside like a good blender from a not so good blender mm -hmm. is um, the experience and, and knowing, you know, what to ask for, when to ask for, when to reach out to the borrower, when you can just get stuff on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are certain There's things that I'm like, stuff. hey, let me reach out to your financial advisor if we need to get something with an IRA. Let me reach out to your homeowner's insurance agent. And I will, you just give me the information and I will do the legwork for you because that is super important. Now, if it's easier for them to get it and they're like, oh no, here it is, great. But like also, borrowers are busy. They mm -hmm. they work, they do things like my job is to work for them. So like if I can do something to help out, I'm going to do it. Right. And like uh, regardless of how long it'll take. And, and that's why they're working with with you guys, you know, and myself. It's like no, you, you like you're working 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. 
I'm working nine to five Monday through Friday to get you where you're going. Right. I can, you know, just give me your, your insurance guy's email and I'll take care of it. Right. Um, right. Cause it yeah. really doesn't take like for stuff like that. A lot of it is like for the borrower, it's an inconvenience to take 20, 30 minutes out of their mm-hmm. day. But for us, it's just our job. Right. So like we would rather do that. And again, it reflects well on everyone. Cause like I was, you know, I think we've chatted about it. Like I'm, we're a reflection off you. If we don't do well, for some reason, the buyer's like, oh, my agent sucked. It's like, yep. no, that's not the case. Um, yeah, it so, happens. <laughs> so like if we can be a well-oiled machine, like that's just what takes everything off. Um, so, and so, uh, Loan gets submitted to underwriting, conditions come out, Krista. Um, you get those conditions, put them back in. Um, is there ever a time in which, you know, more conditions pop out? And is that, you know, should buyers be freaking out if that happens? You know, just that that type of stuff. Y- yes. I mean, we're all human, right? The underwriters are human. There's human error. Things get missed. Yep. Um a different underwriter might touch the file and see something and yeah, something will come out. And in that situation, you just got to do what you can do to get the file closed. So Mm -hmm. we just reach out to the borrower and be like, Hey, this was missed by the underwriter. I'm really sorry for the inconvenience, but can you please send me this statement or this document or whatever it is? It is what it is. They want to get a house. So, and we our goal is to close it for them. So yes, human error on the underwriting side does happen. So, and it stinks when it does because like you want to have as smooth as process as you can and catch everything that you can but it's not it's not 100% like flawless right. there yeah. are there are little hiccups that happen well and like i tell most buyers and sellers I'm like hey th- there will be bumps along the way my job and my goal is to smooth out those bumps when they do arise mm-hmm. like th- there will be little bumps mm-hmm. um th- there's just just the way it goes right. when you've got so many working, you know, uh, pieces in this puzzle. Right, right. Um, but, you know, well, let's smooth them out and make them less bumpy. Right, <laughs> right. But, it, but I think that's also really what separates like, just our processing team apart in general is the fact that we expect to reach out to the borrowers, you know, that initial time for the documents. Okay, maybe another, you know, one or two if you got to nudge them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that first set of documents that we get back in where we have the expectation that that is all we'll need. We're not expecting like maybe other lenders or a ton of banks out there where, okay, yeah, we need X, Y, and Z. And then, oh, wait, no, now after that, we need five things. And oh, crap, no, now we need two more things. Mm-hmm. Like we just get it all up front and get it all out of the way. And our processing team is experienced enough and just intelligent enough, honestly, to be able to look at what you're giving them and know if anything's going to pop up from there. Yeah, it helps expedite that process, right? Like you said, a 21-day close, you need it all up front. Right. Even a 30-day, it's like, well, just get it all up front. Right. That right. way, if any bump does arise, it's it's a, it's a nothing it's a yeah. nothing issue because yeah. you've got everything else you need. Right, right. Krista, uh, tell us about experiences with maybe borrowers that, you know, weren't – Maybe co- yeah, weren't as cooperative, and you know how you kind of handle that from your end. And when I say cooperative, like you know there is a twenty-one day close, but they're just not getting back to you. Like the what is kind of yeah. come on? Let's like get what into is it. what is? I don't want to say <laughs> protocol, but like what's kind of yeah. your system when that does happen? Well, I always try to get if I can tell that the borrowers, you can tell. Like I can tell if a borrower is going to be difficult or if a borrower is going to be like, oh, here's like my whole life, you know, I'm just going to send it all to you. And um, so when a borrower is a little more hesitant to to 
send me things, I, I give them a deadline. Right. So I say, can you get this to me by end of day Monday? You know, just within the, the, a relative time frame. Right. Um, to be able to hit commitment and all of that, and um, I just follow up almost every day. And so just say, Hey, if I don't hear back from them, I'll say, Hey, just want to make sure you got my email. I'll text them. I'll call them. Um, if uh, for some reason I can't get a response from them, I'll loop in their agent. So usually with the agent is when I like come in and I'm like, Hey, you know, uh, I need this from the borrower and, and they're not, you know, being responsive. Can you help give them a little nudge? Right. Right. So at least because then at least if the agent's now reaching out to the borrower, they see how much of an urgency it actually is. Um, And usually that does help. So that that, that is good to know. Super helpful. So please get back to your processor when they're reaching out to you. (laughs) Please just just get back to her. Uh, I mean, we're handling, if you think about it, you know, at any given time, like 50 to 70 loans in a time frame, right? mm -hmm. Like, so we want to be able to like work on a file, get what we need to done and get what we need to get done and move on to the next one. And if we're not getting done what we need with that one, we're spending so much time on it when there are other borrowers that need our attention and help. So right. it's just a time, time thing. Right. Right. Yeah. No, this is awesome. Awesome. I think we're coming to the end here. Um, Krista, thank you so much. I think this is going to be super helpful for those people that are wondering what the heck goes on. Um, me and Matt will, uh, let you go and we will jump, uh, together and we'll continue chatting a little bit behind yeah. your backs, Krista. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get to the important part, which was the clear to close. Like that's like the most exciting thing, oh, but man. you guys can talk about that. I was going to say, we, we, we can <laughs> chat about that. We're just running out of time on the, uh, oh, I know. Uh, on the zoom, the but, zoom. uh, yes. I'm sure we'll be giving you a call after. So thank you very oh, okay. much. Thank Sounds you, Krista. Good. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Bye. 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 Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super I think that was super helpful. Just from the processing end, just understanding, you know, what is actually happening from, from their side of things, how, you know, just understanding the urgency sometimes that it takes and understanding the the side, especially as a first time home buyer, you know, what to expect from there, what, what happens after you get under contract. It's normal for a processor to actually reach out to you ahead of time mm-hmm. before you get into underwriting, um, especially on our side, like that's how... That is kind of the PML secret, I guess you could say, is yeah. our processing team understands what we need and understands when you get a doc. Okay, let's dissect it. Is there anything in here that underwriters are going to point out? If so, let's just get it now. Yeah. And then we'll submit everything in. Not like, oh, we got one document, send it in underwriting. Oh, we got another one, send it. It's it's like a batch order, essentially. Right. And I think, you know, maybe like a per, maybe the buyers and sellers, they're perceiving that, you know, you're doing all of that where, you know, how could you, right? Like, yeah. Like, there no are way. people that do. That's the crazy part is mm-hmm. there are companies that don't have, you know, a Krista or a processing team set up. So the LO has to process everything themselves as well. So doing all these pieces, horrible. how can you be a specialty, uh, specialize in any of those pieces? Right. And do a great job. And do a great job at it. Right? That, well, that's it. You right. might be able to do a, a decent job, but like you don't want a decent job with this stuff. You yeah. want a great job. You want a great job. You know, that's why PML is the, is the greatest. Right? right like you know it's and uh it's the the back end support it's the front end teams right it's all of that stuff you know you you walk into the office and you've got someone greeting you 
all the way back to you know the people that you don't ever get to see, the right. Krista and everything like that, right. underwriters and things. Right, exactly. And those are the people behind the scenes, like you said. No one really gets to see them, but they're the you know the what would it be like? They're the the people keeping the ship afloat, right? Yeah. They're the ones that are actually holding us all together mm-hmm. and allowing us to do what we do. Right, and it's something where I haven't worked at another mortgage company, but I've heard of other people that have come in here that have worked mm-hmm. for them. They're telling me the stories of the difference, and it's just night and day. Just you, the amount that we can get done in a day as LOs versus you know when they were at their companies and they could barely get a quarter of what we can now get done. Right, it's just it's just so big. Like I can actually focus on you know having conversations with borrowers in depth about their options right. versus just oh no okay I gotta I gotta get homeowners insurance with somebody move like yeah, get, yeah. get off the phone exactly <laughs> well and pr- providing that the communication mm-hmm. like you just said like being able to have that communication so that the buyer knows what's going on yeah let all these back ends Krista's and everybody else allows you to do that. Yeah. So it's not like, um, yeah, I, I don't have time to talk right now because right. of this. I'm like, oh, wow. right. Sorry. I'm on hold with the bank or I'm on, I'm yeah, on with someone yeah. else because I have to go get this. Like, <laughs> what was that piece of, that you, you wanted to ask Krista before we uh, had to cut out there? What was about, it? What, underwriting? What were you saying? Um, Oh, was she talking about the clue to close? Was that what? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming what she was going to be talking about was, you know, underwriting goes through, it's now your loan's clear to close. Um, and all that means is that the underwriters have determined that your loan is fine, like you qualify, that's like the big, you know, celebration. Um, and then from there, it goes to our closing department, which is technically still part of our processing team. Um, so I don't even handle the closing department, which some people, some LOs do have to handle. Um, and that's when my, that department in title or the attorney are going back and forth to solidify numbers, you know, matching invoices, making sure that you're not overpaying for things, making sure you're not underpaying for things, right? So that way, you know, you know the final number. When you get that final number from the title company or the attorney, we have gone back and forth to make sure that everything is dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, again, to make sure you're not overpaying and to make sure that we honestly, we don't have to eat anything because we didn't charge something that we were supposed right. to charge. Um, that's a crucial step where a lot of buyers will ask me or ask our processors, hey, what's the final number? When can I expect the check? Like, when can I do all that? It's all title at that point, Mm -hmm. right? The title company needs to be on top of it to say, okay, we got to enter their portal. Here's our fees. We do our job, enter our fees, and then everything just balances out. Um, I think that's another, probably another crucial critical uh, personality to to come talk to everybody about in in the, the real estate world. Um, buyers, title. sellers, yeah, having a, a title company in here yeah. um, to just go over their process, right. go over their side of things. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, like, you know, we've got obviously lending in, in the real estate, right? Um, home shopping. Yeah. Uh, that squared away here. We've got Krista, title. Oh, even, even like you said, understanding title's process, but then also, you know, what happens day of closing, mm-hmm. what to expect day of closing, yeah. what is title insurance, what what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. and understanding, like, hey, this is why you want it, because everyone should have it, right? But yeah. it's not just like a fee that's just thrown in there that goes into the abyss. Like, let's yeah. give some examples of how this can physically help you, because um, I've had deals that from the buying perspective, the seller didn't have it, and it blew up the deal because things were going to take months to solve. Yeah. And buyers walked away. Yeah. Where if the seller just had title insurance, they could sell the house and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have to worry about anything. So think, think about the houses here in New England. I mean, they're a hundred years, two hundred years, years old. old. Yeah. Like all of the transactions that happened in those years, if something 
you know, isn't isn't jiving, isn't yeah. landing uh, on those uh, title searches, and there's no right. t- you know title insurance insurance covers that. Right, and right. Figures it out, boom, done. Exactly. Instead of like you said, having to go back 30, 60 days and say, all right, we're not going to be able to close because we got to do all this stuff. Right, right. I, I had that with a builder who bought a bought a piece of land, or well, bought a essentially a trailer, knocked it down, rolled it off, however you want to say it, and then built on the land. But the problem was there was something in the title where the um, the person was in foreclosure on the trailer, but something in New Hampshire states that there's like a set period of time where because he was in foreclosure because of his taxes, if he paid the taxes, he could take over the land again. Mm-hmm. That he didn't have title insurance, the builder didn't have title insurance. So then our lender was like, we aren't touching that. So they had to go to court and figure it all out. The loan still ended up closing, but it's just that's like one example of like yep. there's some weird situations mm-hmm. that occur uh, with when you're buying property that's 200 years old, 150 years old, it's just even 60 years old. And it's just yeah, the way exactly. It is. Uh, so wh- tell me about rates. What happened with rates? They fell finally fell beneath think, seven. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, we're. I'm actually glad that because this is actually the one time I kind of do want to talk about rates uh, because it's a big, it's a big change. There's a huge change. Yeah, so a lot of conforming stuff right now is like six and a half to wow. yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, FHA, FHA stuff. If you want to pay like. 500 bucks you'll be in the fives like uh, it's fives. it's pretty yeah and it's crazy that wow. that's like oh my god yeah. but that's just there that's just where we've been yeah we've been jumping up and up and up and up every month and now it's like whoa hey wait there's something that's reversing right it fell down yeah like people buy yeah because who knows what december has in store for us yeah exactly with uh, the fed rate what's going to happen right likely go up but like what's well that's happen? the crazy part now is it's like okay are they going to go as aggressive because the last inflation report actually showed a decrease so it's like okay are they gonna you know they're probably still gonna raise them but are I they think going they want to want regular decreases correct so. right so i so but are they gonna go aggressive with a 75 bib again yeah. or are they gonna cut it back to 50 like, like i'm like, obviously nobody knows the answer but powell but yep. it's just kind of one of those things where now it's like okay like how do you play this now what's the card down? buy yeah. buy yeah exactly <laughs> buy buy it's great six and a half right under you know in the fives yeah buy something yeah you know if and if it's in and it's six months or eight months or two months it goes down to four it goes down to you know into the fives whatever it is right and just refile right but like buy because home prices are still going up they are like good homes my house good has areas. gone up in value even yeah. through all this like yeah. <laughs> and they're going to right because the demand is still out there yeah yeah exactly and they then just can't, they just can't afford to buy yet right but when the rates come down, that demand is going to be off the shelf. It is. It definitely is. You're going to be buying a higher price right. again. Right. And I think there's, there's now a ton of demand for first-time home buyers again because they they eliminated pricing adjustments. The government did. So a pricing adjustment, for those that don't know, is a credit score or down payment. Or if you're buying a condo, there's a pricing adjustment. Think of it, anything an adjustment is anything that adjusts for your risk for the lender's risk tolerance. So if you have a lower credit score, there's going to be a higher adjustment. You're going to get a higher rate. If you're putting less down, you're a riskier buyer. So then you're going to get an adjustment. There's going to be there's going to be a higher rate. That's gone for first-time home buyers. Oh wow. So in very short order, um, or in 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 summary, as you can say, six twenty credit, three percent down as long as they qualify conventional, will have the same rate as twenty percent down seven sixty credit. It's pretty wild. Like that's a great that's point. It, it, say it, that again. That's it, a great point. Yeah. Six twenty credit, three percent down, penny you qualify, meet ratios. 
um, will have the same rate as 760 and 20% down. First time buyers. As first time buyer. Buy. Yeah. Because it's this, wild. That's not going to last. No. No. And that's not going to last. It's, you know, it's it, going to be very temporary. It, it, it could be two months. It could be 12 months, but like it's not, that's not going to last. That's, that's the 2009 first time buyer, 2010 first time buyer credit they were giving. Yeah. That's essentially, that's literally what it is. That's a, they're crediting a first time buyer yeah. through that program. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. I think we need to talk more about that. Yeah. It's, that's phenomenal. It's, wow. It's wild. Um, and it's been great news. You do have to meet income limits, but it's literally, a hundred percent of the area median income, which in Manchester is one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So if you have less than one hundred thirty thousand dollars on the app, that doesn't mean you have to show all the income that you make, right? You can kind of you know take out overtime. If one borrower can qualify, one borrower qualifies right. their first time home buyer, right? You get you get that benefit. Um, and then in high cost counties, so Rockingham and Stratford, it's one hundred twenty percent. Yeah. So you have to make like 160 grand a year or higher to not qualify for that. Hmm. So like the income limits are su it's super high. It's not like oh if you make under I don't know 40 grand a yeah, year right. like and it's like okay this isn't even a teen not like this reasonable. this this program doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. It's not like that at all. Um personally I think the government's trying to compete with all these state programs that are coming out. For instance Mass Dreams that oh, came yeah. out. I feel like they're losing a lot to it. Right, and they're trying to bite back at it. It's yeah. like, whoa, okay, you could take that program and have a nine percent rate, but you get fifty grand, or you come with us and you get six. Like, yeah. you got to outweigh that now. At that point, like, okay, like you know, mm -hmm. am I comfortable at what? Like, just depends on if you're a short term thinker or a long term or long thinker. Exactly. You know, because yeah. in the short term, yeah, the fifty grand seems good, but in the long term, six percent is a heck of a lot better. A heck of a lot better, correct? Yeah. And you know, there's. Likely stipulations with mass with the whether it's mass right. dreams in New Hampshire housing, a lot of them have stipulations where you can't refi for a certain period, you mm -hmm. can't move out of the house for a certain period, you have to sell the house to somebody who's in this pro. Like, there's a lot of hidden writing in those programs that a lot of people don't realize, um, and that's why we, you know, we are partnered with New Hampshire housing. We don't. I think we've done one this year, right? We don't choose to do it because we don't feel like it is the best overall product right now. We would rather take you FHA, bump your rate as high as we can, and we're going to be at the same rate. You're going to have seven, eight, nine thousand dollars off your closing costs, and then next year we could just refi you conventional, yep. right? Yep. So there's like there's so many different routes that you can go with it, uh, but it's it's it was big news. We got it like Monday, Friday, something like that. It wasn't long ago at all. Wow, yeah, they just great. they just came out with it. So love that. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And then um, there's like three, two, one buy downs that are coming out now, where like you get lender credit on it to help pay for it because mm -hmm. you need a seller concession usually. But the money you're gonna save at three percent lower interest if you're in a conventional loan, if you can only get three percent seller credit, it's not gonna be able to cover it. Oh, so they got to find a way to do it. Um, so like there's a lot of stuff that's coming out to help ease the burden for for buyers right out of the gate to at least help them to create the create demand essentially yeah again. well so yeah the, the options are out there correct you know you look at, i have a lot of buyers like oh my god i'm not gonna buy in these rates talk to matt yeah there are there are <laughs> strategies yeah right and what have we been saying this whole time we've been running this whole podcast is there's a strategy to everything to everything buying in during covid there's a strategy, yep. you know, to get a home, mm -hmm. you know, um, besides just giving them the most amount of money in the yeah. quickest amount of time. There's it's still had to, but there's a strategy, mm -hmm. the strategy when buying multifamily, the mm -hmm. strategy when, you know, getting a loan, how to make it 
you know, affordable for you, mm-hmm. even though interest rates are seven and a half percent. Like, there's a strategy to make that not the case. Right, right. And and that's the crazy part too. Like, I mean, we were talking to a, to a guy with a rehab loan. Right, those are coming back where mm-hmm. sellers are willing to take it because it's probably going to be the only offer you're going to get if your yeah. property's in distress. So FHA like, make the, make an offer if yeah. you like the house, right? You know, if conventional, make the offer if you like the house, whatever yeah. that offer is, you know, yeah. whatever's reasonable to you. Um, you know, for your your payment, whatever it is, like FHA two hundred three k, whatever it yeah. is, VA, just make the offer. Just make the damn offer. Make the offer, <laughs> like. What's the worst that can happen? They're going to say no and you still don't have a house. That's fine. We'll move on. Or maybe we'll renegotiate. Like, make the offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I just think it's wild just to turn, like, FHA offers weren't even being entertained at the beginning of this year. January, February, they still weren't even being entertained. And now we're talking to FHA 203K people because it's possible. It's just bananas. And FHA 203K is a construction loan yes. for FHA. Yes. Yeah, essentially, right. It's a, it's a rehab loan. You buy the house. Um, you have a contractor come in. You know, within six months, they they rehab it. As long as, the, you know, you make the correct improvements to the property, you're you're good to go. So yeah. it's that just for those that don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm glad the government's realizing, okay, inflation came down. We're not just going to be sticklers on this. We They very clearly are hurting too in their mortgage mm-hmm. portfolio so they were like yep we're going down like <laughs> bump it down so it's it, it's been awesome it's been a great week honestly for yeah. us yeah well and, and and if it's a great week for you that means it's a great week for buyers right right exactly so it's it, it's been great i mean uh, no complaints on our end yeah great sweet that's awesome. I'm yeah. so glad we had Chris on to get some uh, some of the back end stuff, yeah. um, a little bit of analysis and and seeing what's going on back there. Right. You got anything coming up? Um, I'm trying to think actually. No, I think it's just grinding business away. Business as usual, yeah, right? Business as usual on our end. Um, other than just like the typical end of year like holiday parties for us. It's yeah. Pretty much just, yeah. Thanksgiving you know, holiday right parties. Yeah. Yep, yeah. The Remax parties coming up. Nice. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, well, cool. So you can find me, uh, www.findnhhomesforsale.com. Mm-hmm. Also, you can touch base with Matt through there as well. Uh, he's got his own profile on there. That goes directly to him. Uh, so if you've got questions or want to know 30321 buy downs, yep. FHA 203K, whatever, it's just questions like strategy. Remember, strategy is huge right now yep. to get you that uh, into a home. Um, better than paying 100% interest on rent. Very true. That's that, uh, that's only increasing. It's yeah. an adjustable rate mortgage that you don't get to own. Yep, so. exactly. Um, you know, so you can uh, go on Facebook. You can find either one of us at Rich Racine or at Matt McDonald just, yep. with one T. With one T. With one T. Uh, M-A-C, not M-C. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I'm starting to post a ton more on Instagram, a uh, bunch of like education. I don't say educational because that makes it sound like it's just dry and boring, but like trendy educational reels. Yeah. Um, we are making it fun. We're making like, you know, the fun, trendy stuff, but we're making it somewhat educational on it. So if you want to learn more about the mortgage process, I'll put that all in the description and all that stuff. Educational virals. Yeah. Viral exactly. education. That's probably a good videos. way to put it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Yeah, check us out. Uh, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, what's going on, let us know. Yeah. We've got the resources to find, figure that out for you. God, yeah. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on uh, was it Apple, Spotify, YouTube? We're putting it pretty much anywhere that you can. Most people can find podcasts. Uh, make sure you know subscribe to that. Follow yeah. us. Ask us questions. As if, we always say, please, please, please. We love them. Yeah. If you like it, you know, you hate it. Let us know. Either way, uh, jot a comment. 
Um, and, and obviously, you know, if you find value in this, that helps spread the word. Yeah. You know, if you can share it with uh, anybody that th you think might uh, find some value, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, help grow the business and grow the organization. Um, and uh, the pod, uh, YouTube at Money Matters. Yes, Money Matters, exactly. And that is why Money, Money Matters. matters.